sexy, smart, beautiful coffee dons. Welcome back to another episode of Confidently Insecure, the podcast where we are absolutely sure we don't know everything. And this episode is exactly that. I know nothing about this subject. I'm so excited to bring on my friend, founder, boss, bitch, woman. Let's bring in Alix, founder and CEO of Bev, which is a wine in a can company that has absolutely taken over the fucking scene. Alix, hi. Thanks for joining. Hi, Kelsey. My favorite. How are you? So good. I normally like ease people into questions and like get their background and are like, oh, here's how I know this person. But I'm going to like skip all the bullshit because I know you can handle this. And I just want to like direct fucking pick go deep into your brain. Is that cool? I mean, for fuck's sake, please do it. Okay. So how much money do you have? In your bank account right now. <laughs> I would be lucky if it was $10,000. Okay. And Bev just got, the company Bev is your beverage company, just got like an ass load of money, right? Like, tell me what the, like brag a little bit. Will you brag a little bit about Bev? Yeah. So okay. it's actually kind of funny because like, this is such a founder thing when mm -hmm. you run a company and everyone's like, oh my God, you just got a, you know, $7 million investment or whatever. And we've been, you know, our sales have been really good. They're, you know, over a million a month right now. So it's like, oh my God, so oh much, so much going God. on. Yeah. It's like, wow. Quarantine a is million Bevs a month. Yeah. What? Yeah. Yeah. It's real. It's been fucking crazy. I mean, it's actually, I'm like, is it, it's actually like when you're talking about it in Bev's, it's actually more than a million bucks yeah. a month. But anyway, it's, it's a whole, That's insane. It's, it's been a whole thing, but I, I feel like it's funny. Cause like people often think you're like, Oh, your company's so successful, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I'm like lucky if I like am running in four digits on a normal day. But like, day basis. tell me why, because I think like, you know, you, your company has this gorgeous, uh, like beachfront office in Venice, like the most iconic spot. You fucking painted it hot pink. Like you cannot miss Bev's stamp on the industry right now. Like you just, it, you're so loud and like I'm trailblazing and fucking coming through with wine in a can and I'm like under 30 years old. So like fuck everyone. And like how does that happen and you don't feel like you have the, you know, uh, right around, uh, right amount of money in your bank account as like what your business clearly has been presented to as the public? I mean, it's like basically, I mean, you're paper rich, cash poor, <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's like all of the money that the company has is the company's and it's just fueled back into the company. And when you're mm. like, when you're a young founder and you take every single dime you have to mm. invest. I mean, I'm sure people could say something similar to you where it's like, mm. oh my God, you have so many, you know, followers and you just had this, did this book and you have this podcast and everyone's nope. so engaged. <laughs> yeah. Like you must be swimming in nope, it. And it's like right. L O fucking Everything L. Goes like right back into the business. Exactly. It always, on. Exactly. So that's kind of where, you know, it's like, it's, it's funny. It's like a weird perception thing, you know? And it's like, yeah, you live in, like a place that's that's nice and doable, but it's like because if you don't, you'll lose your mind and you won't be able to. Everything you yeah. do is like you're a slave to the business, right? And I, you know like, what I mean. I totally judge like how people's success is, uh, how successful they are based on if they have a Peloton or not, and you do, or like I do have a Peloton. You have a Peloton and one of those smart mirrors. Ah. 
I do. Yeah. Well, to but be you fair, need that to like function <laughs> as a human. I do. I do. I mean, it's funny because like I used to work to take time off and mm. now I take time off so that I can better work. Mm, do you know I what I'm saying? A hundred percent. Yeah. So it's like all of the things that I'm doing, like taking care of, I mean, it's funny cause I'm a sole founder of my business. All the things I'm doing, I'm taking care of like the business's biggest asset, which is so you. I have. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like, it's you weird. started this shit by yourself. How old are you? Just so the audience knows. I literally just turned 30. Um, happy birthday. And you started yeah. Bev what age? Like what was the inception and I was 26. So in four years, essentially, you were able to raise how many millions of dollars for the company? Ten. Holy fuck. (laughs) Holy fuck. And so, like, we got connected because when I was at BuzzFeed, I was, like, the face of alcohol and especially wine. And, like, we had a mutual friend and we connected and you were like, oh, you have to drink Bev. I drank Bev and I was like, oh, my God, this is amazing. This is, like, so for me. And then... You invited me to this sort of like gather all chick gathering at your house. And I was like, who is this chick who has this amazing house, these fluffy cats, like such a strong brand representation and has time to help other women like that? Just I couldn't compute because that wasn't really like a thing four years ago where people wanted to help out other women. And you made that space. Like, why was that important to you? Oh my God. I mean, it's funny because getting into wine as a category and alcohol as a category was never the plan for me. Oh, really? No, like I don't, I don't really, I mean, yeah, I like, I love our product obviously. And like, (laughs) I enjoy socializing and whatever, but it it was never about booze ever for me. It was always about um, the message behind why we're doing what we're doing, which is about sort of how how men and women interact, how women support each other when defenses are down, when people are, you know, drinking and partying mm. and like what happens when all the barriers go down and the mm. shit comes out? Like, who are you then? Whoa. And that's, you know what I mean? And that's what it's always been about for me. So that's how I ended up in booze totally by accident. That's and crazy. I have, yeah, it's weird because I have all sorts of like conflicting feelings about the sure, industry. Sure. And um, yeah, and which is something that we could probably talk about for, for days hours. on end. But yeah, but, but for like, me, it was yeah. always about like the brand and the media and like bringing people together in, you know, in a positive way. And so that was. I think that stands out. Like, I think that that's what's made you guys so successful is that really is like the heart behind your mission and it's like you talk the talk and walk the walk and like I've seen it myself but like touching a little bit on the booze industry (laughs) as itself I found it so brilliant that you came in at a time where wine was totally shifting to young millennial women and I remember I would make these videos about wine and then I would have like a long lost distant cousin or friend from high school that would be like hey, I know this is so random, but I'm at this like beverage or hospitality conference and they just played your video and in front of hundreds of people and they're talking about how wine is catering to the wrong people. Like wine is still seen as like this older, rich, Napa Valley, mm, stuffy nose shit. But it was like, we were drinking wine by the bottle every fucking week and you were like I see this 
I'm going to be the face of it rather than letting some like old white dude, which is like what that wine industry is run by. And you're like, I'm not only going to be the face of it, but I'm going to make it like fucking hot pink. I'm going to make it really like memeable, very like, you know, cat friendly. Like you just, you did it. You fucking did that. Like I, it just, you did such a you're brilliant thing. Oh, well, it oh. just, I, I'm, I'm so in awe of how successfully you did the thing that so many people set out to do. So like, what the fuck? How did that happen? <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. I'm like, uh, good tell me your question. life story without like I the mean, whole thing. <laughs> I mean, I feel like it was so, so much of it was just, um, like passion, like mm. actual, like true passion. Like, and again, for me, it's not about the wine per se. And right. I feel like if you look at the booze industry in general, you've got like the old white guy, like, mm-hmm. you know, she, she, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And then you've got, the heavily gendered branded beer mm-hmm. companies and tequila and Johnny Walker and mm-hmm. Jack Daniels. Mm-hmm. And like, it doesn't even matter. You know, it's I, just pick your poison. They're yeah. all, and they are, you know, poison. Um, <laughs> so, so it's like, We're poisoning our bodies. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's what it is. That's yeah. what it, it's really funny when people are like, I want a non-toxic wine. I'm like, you, you understand the word intoxicated. <laughs> Right, like you get you get where that's coming from. You right? want to smoke weed, friend? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly, it's ridiculous, but um, but yeah, I mean, so much of it was just about like finding the the where I wanted to put like my personality and soul behind, mm. and just being like shameless about it. Like I'm, yeah. I mean, look at the, like my, this entire screen you're looking at is like pink, and yeah. this is just it's this not for just show. So you. It's yeah. just me. Yeah. You know, and, and just being like shameless about that. And I think there's so many people who are trying to, they're both like overthinking it, mm. it and not thinking about it enough. Totally. And it's, you know, it's really just like knowing your gut and then just charging after it no matter mm. what. Well, that takes a lot of confidence, which like talking just about your life personally, I watched you, like when I met you, you were already so confident and outgoing and like fearless about going into male dominated spaces and asking for what you want. And, you know, something I loved about that first like group chick meeting I attended, you were sharing secrets. You were like, do you want to know how I'm getting money? Like, do you want to know how I'm reaching out to my mentors? Like here is my secret. And I thought that was so fascinating again, not only because, you know, back then women didn't want other women to succeed, but now it's like feminism, everyone. I mean, that's still the case. That's yeah, still the case. let's be honest. Like, we yeah. become our own worst nightmare. We just don't think that there's, like, supply for us. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, there isn't, we don't, we don't, we present from a place of scarcity, not abundance. Mm. And whereas, you know, there's, for men, like, there's always been enough to go around. Yep. And granted, they're competitive and whatever. Yep. But it's, you know, one of my investors said to me at one point, he was like, getting rich is fun, but getting other people rich is more fun. <gasps> oh, my God. I love that. Yeah. And I was like, fuck, yeah. But at the same time, I was having this conversation literally last night. But I was like, but we can't, the powers dynamics are not going to shift mm. until we're not afraid to take it Ooh. and run with it. You know what I mean? Like, well, until the money is there. Yeah the power is not going to be there either. So speaking of like feminine power, I don't know. Did you read that article that came out like a couple weeks ago, like saying it was called like the end of the girl boss era. No, it it went viral on Twitter and it was basically like girl boss. The phrase has always um, catered to privileged white women. Like they come from money. They always had the uh, pathway ahead of them. And it was just about like, 
white women gaining confidence. And then when they got to the top, they became, like I said, like the worst enemy. Like you see, you know, the Sofia Marussos or the toxic work culture. And like, you've been able to avoid that because that's not your... I mean, I sure as hell hope so. And if not, somebody fucking tell me. (laughs) But it, it was basically saying like, we made this aesthetic, right? And they they put like succulents and like millennial pink all over it and being like rose gold. Like they just tried to cancel an entire aesthetic with the article that I was kind of like, wait, all of that stuff makes me really happy. Why do we have to cancel like plants too with this? Yeah. <laughs> Where they were basically saying like girl boss was never accessible. And I was a little jaded because obviously that's me. And I was saying, like, how have you been able to create a work culture that isn't that? Like, where you became successful without becoming the enemy? Yeah, I mean, good good question. Uh, That's something that I think everybody struggles with. Because the Mm -hmm. thing is, you know, and it... In defense of, um, you know, of some of the... And I don't don't know. I've never worked in any of these places. But, Mm -hmm. like, I do think that men are given the opportunity to mess up and learn a lot more than women are. And I think that a lot of the time, like when you are a founder and you're starting a business and suddenly you have an employee, like you just went from some rogue chick in your room with your cat, (laughs) like in your studio in freaking Los Feliz, trying to like Google what, like how is wine made? Like per me, like literally from suddenly being a boss of like 20 people with investors who are like, you know, breathing fire down your neck all the time. Like your job changes so dramatically so fast Mm. and people don't like, people don't have as much grace for women in Mm. that as they do for men. You know what I mean? And so I think there's, you know, um, for me, I mean, I, I guess part of it is just like transparency. Like I'm not, Mm. I don't, I, I don't try to be, I'm not, I hire the people around me because they're better at what they do than I am. Like, I'm not trying to be better than they are Mm. or like show them that I'm boss. I'm hiring them to learn from them. But you also Mm. have to be very careful with who you hire because people do come from these like toxic environments and they bring that wherever they go. It's like coming Mm. from a toxic relationship, you know? And so I think a lot of it is just in the leadership and how the leadership interacts with one another where like, I hired, I mean, I'm lucky also. I work with my husband. He runs marketing here now. We're he was not. talk about Jeffrey. I love him. Hi, um, but he was, he was not, um, we were not together when I started the company. Mm-hmm. So he, he, I hadn't even met him. So um, he came in, oh my you know, a little God. bit later. But it's just, it's cool where when you're a CEO and you're like threatened by the people around you, I think Ooh. that's where some of the toxic work culture starts to mm. drip in. And it's the difference between like, um, it's like commanding authority through like fear versus inspiration. Mm. And as women, like we just don't get as much leeway to figure out the difference. Right. You know what I, I don't know if that, is that, it, does that even answer uh, your question? 1000% answers and like gives me so much to think about because it really is like, you're not creating a company for yourself. And I, I really like <laughs> that. That was like always your MO was not to be the best best you just wanted to create a product and I think like building a legacy brand or at least in my world you know where I'm seeing youtubers and shit it it really is all about you and so to see a company that really promotes success just for the people that work there you know it reminds me a bit of BuzzFeed where it was like okay we know these people are the best at food so we're gonna let them do that we know this chick can talk about wine and being drunk like let her do that and I think that that's so important 
important when people, you know, either get a job at a startup or, or wherever in corporate world that the company you're with makes you feel like you're a part of the success and not um, for like sure. keeping that success to yourself. For sure. And I think, you know, for it's, it's the growth mindset. It's just mm. like wanting to constantly learn. And I do think that, you know, some of what happens in the tux, toxic culture environments for young entrepreneurs, it, from what I've seen is like, there, ha, there is a heat behind mm. entrepreneurs who take on venture funding that is What's not that? for people that don't know what it is. Venture funding is basically like you go, it's like, it's like the episode of Silicon Valley where like Mark Zuckerberg or whatever, or the guy like walks yeah. into all of the rooms and is like, you know, give me a, t like, give me a term sheet, like give me your money so I can go build my thing. And right. they all kind of like want a piece of it. And it's, you know, that's, I mean, that's basically what it's like those big boardroom right. things that you've like, that you hear about and read about. And, yeah. um, and you have these funds that are like putting money into young startups. Granted, that's a whole other story I could talk about all day because of the way that that is just like totally skewed towards, yeah, yeah only 2% of women get that funding. And oh it's like, God. I don't even like pretty much no one of color, like wow. no women of color, yeah, like it's, of it's a disaster. Yeah. Um, but once you kind of, once you get the resources that you need to actually build your vision, right. it comes with such a treadmill of mm. pressure and like unrealistic expectations wow. Because you, if you think about it, when these people are like investing money, they're expecting nine of their 10 investments to fail and one of their 10 to do like blow up, blow up. Right. right? And so it's like you're under if whereas maybe you're a business that like could have plugged along and like needed a little more time or needed, you know, or right. just had a little bit of a slower path, but was still going to get there. Like you're going to be under a pressure cooker all day, oh. every day. Well, I have to then like kind of pivot the conversation to mental health because like I said, I've never seen you in a state of like stress. I mean, you are so honest on your Instagram, which I love because you're talking all the time about like, I had a shit day. I'm crying. CEO life is so fucking hard. But like then in person, you present yourself so like happy. And I know that's not true. And it's I like mean, the, same to you. I mean, fair. I was just going to say, it's like <laughs> the same as me where it's like, we do love what we do. So it is easy to kind of switch back to like when I need to be myself. But I think what's made both of us successful is being like, I'm crying today or like, you know, I'm literally wearing a shirt today that says cries in public, <laughs> but <laughs> I have to kind of pivot a little bit to mental health for a couple reasons, obviously, because it's my favorite thing to talk about. But like, I could not imagine having not only like the weight of that much money in my hands, but that many people counting on me, not only from like a position that's like technically higher than I, but employees. So like, how the fuck is your brain? <laughs> oh my God, dude. I, it's like, sure. I present well, like ask Jeff, literally yesterday I'm, I, I get home and I'm like, and I just, just sit on the couch and I just start crying. And Jeff is like, Jeff like looks at me and he's like, I was like, do you have the emotional bandwidth to hold space for me right oh. now? And he's like, he literally is just like, not really, but okay. Oh, <laughs> like, I love that that's also, how you talk though to each other. Like, that's li so literally, he's like, when was the last time you called your therapist? I'm like, he's on vacation. Uh, <laughs> like, that explains a lot. What do you want from me? Um, I mean, it's tough, dude. Like, yeah. and, and I think, you know, the weight of some of the decisions that have to be made, I mean, like, 
especially Ugh. in light of like a pandemic and a recession uh. and all of this stuff where like I've had to look at people and be like, I'm like, we had, you know, I work in the alcohol industry. There's, we had entire, an entire staff of people who just served restaurants, bars, clubs. Uh, yeah. Like I had to look at people and be like, I'm so sorry. Like right. I can't, we can't do this. I, yeah. Like, yeah. There's nothing I can do. Like, right. you know, and it's, and, and that weighs really heavy. And I think mm-hmm. part of what, um, you know, I've, I've, I speak about to a degree, but you know, it's also like, you don't want to, I'm very, I am very honest, I will say. And I do mm-hmm. think that there's a lot of times, um, I wish in my early days of starting the business that like some of the people that I looked up to as female entrepreneurs, like I, I wish that there was someone I could have followed who was uh, kind of like me more honest about it. Yeah, yeah. So I just, I mean, I, that sounds, so I try to be honest, but also at the same time, like you've got, I mean, now, now I'm just, now I'm just telling you all my feelings, but like you've got, you That's know, That's why we're here. <laughs> investors are following it too. Right. And mm. you need to be like stable enough for them totally. to feel comfortable, like mm-hmm. putting money behind you mm-hmm. and like blah, blah, blah. So you, there's just like this very fine line that, mm-hmm. that, um, that I've kind of said, let's throw caution to the wind, like fuck it to fuck a degree it, yeah. more than, more than others. But you know, putting yourself out there is scary, but I guess what I'm trying to say is like, it is, you know, when you have, and I'm sure you feel this way too, but like when you have a job and you have a boss mm-hmm. and you know, it is someone's job to tell you like you did good. And no like, one is telling you. Nobody. It's no nobody's one. job to do that. Like, right. and the, my investors, like, love them, but you either don't hear from them because things are going great, or you're getting hounded on because they're not right? right. And like, and then it's your job to to constantly fill the cups of others. Mm. And what's the your sign, is, Leo? Right. I'm a Cancer. Oh, Cancer! So emotion, emotion, yeah. emotion, emotion. So all you day are long. you good at that? Are you good at filling other people's cup without like losing your cup completely? Uh, yes mm. and no. Yes and no. Mm. I mean, I'm I love filling people's cup. Jeff always says it to me like this. He's like, the problem with you when you need from others mm. is that. Um, you are a water bottle and most people are a shot glass. So you have the capacity to like fill their shot glasses over and over and over again. But then when you turn and you're like, fill me up, they're like, I'm doing everything I can, but I'm, but like, I'm just a shot glass. Like there's no more, you know? And so it can, I've found that my personality with my friends can sometimes like bleed them dry a little. Yeah. It's a little resentful or like, how do you not get resentful a little bit? It's yeah. Well, it's not, it's not even that. It's more that like I can be like, you know, um, I, I mean, it's not so much resentful as it is them. How do I phrase it properly? Like that, like they can give me all that they have and it's still not enough, still not enough. Yeah. And yeah. that makes me feel bad. Cause I'm like, yeah. totally. wow. Did you I'm watch um, shitty? Oh, come on. <laughs> Did you watch, um, expecting Amy on HBO max, Amy Schumer's new documentary about her being pregnant. No, I need to. I think you would love it. I binged it yesterday because someone recommended it to me because of like, I feel like you, me, and her all have like the same relationship dynamic. Amy, let's be friends. I know, right? (laughs) Holy shit. Like so bad. Uh, I want her to read my book so bad. Um, It's, I think we all three have the same relationship dynamic with our partners and watching that made me a, like a, more actualized partner like it just made me more aware and there's you know in their vows there's clips from their wedding her husband says something about like for the rest of my life I'm I'm excited to try and keep up with you and like 
I realized like, oh my God, Jared, you know, he has his own business. Like we don't even work together. And yet I get that like cup filleth from him because I know I can't get it from like interns or like my agents. Like I use him as my water fountain completely. And so like kind of shifting into your relationship with working with your fucking husband. First of all, I just want to tell the confidants, like you started dating Jeff when I started dating Jared. And yeah, like, it was we very were like, like and now you guys are married. Yeah. <laughs> so like, just tell me how that whole thing went and how he got involved in the business and like how the fuck oh that's successful. Cause he had a uh, job before you. Yeah. Yeah, he did. He did. So it was actually speaking of, it's kind of ties in with mental health. So I was on, so Jeff and I got married, oh my God, almost a year ago. Holy we, we wasted shit. no time. I was just like, I just want to be married to you. Aww. I just, I just, that's just, I don't know. And it's funny because I feel like with Corona and all this stuff, it's like, yeah. you need to be more excited for the marriage than the wedding. Like mm-hmm. we didn't really do a wedding. Mm-hmm. We were supposed to in June and it just didn't you happen. Guys kind but of we're eloped. Like, <laughs> yeah, we kind of eloped. But, um, but anyway, but also say I was... I just got to a point last like October, November where the pressure like Mm. started to break me. Mm. Like I was, I I was super burnt out. I've been doing it for two and a half years Mm. with no break and Mm. no reprieve. And I was just, um, yeah, no (laughs) reprieve. And I was just, I mean, I was just exhausted Mm. and emotionally exhausted. Like I couldn't bring my full self to work every day. And that's the other thing too. Like when you're in a boss position or position Mm. of authority, um, and I've had to say this to, to younger people on my team who are like looking to be managers and, and I'm in the kindest way possible, your feelings don't matter. Oh yeah. Like hundred percent. They don't matter to yep. the people who need you to be the strong thing for them. It's almost like yep. I imagine being a parent, like you're not going to mm. go to your, you know, five-year-old and be like, listen, mommy needs some more wine. Like mommy's <laughs> had a bad day. Like, you know what I mean? Like yeah. that person they doesn't have... Shit. Yeah, yeah, and they don't have the capacity to understand right, the no. level of issue, nor do that's they a, want to, because yeah. that's just too much for them to carry, right? That's and a great so, like, point. so I got to a point where I was just, uh, you know, as as the business has gotten more and more successful, I've also gotten lonelier and lonelier, and mm-hmm. I'm sure that you have like mm-hmm. felt this in your own you life. You have to because you need more there's alone time. <laughs> yeah, you need more alone time, but you also start to feel fewer and fewer people can relate to yeah. what you're going through, mm-hmm. and it, and I think it starts to make sense as to like why you know certain you know actors. Hang- The weather is getting warmer, so it is time to say goodbye to jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. I wanted to update my wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune. Luckily, I found Quince. Now that I've got a lineup of timeless pieces that keep me looking effortless, effortless, less, yeah, effortlessly chic year after year, like premium European linen dresses, blouses, and shorts from 30 doll hairs, washable silk tops, timeless 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. The best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. I can confirm this. I'm actually wearing Quince pants right now. You are. They are so, they're they're loose, they're breezy. These babies have a button, a fly, drawstring, and elastic in the band. So I can like, I can dress them up, I can dress them down. Yes. They are, they're the perfect 
pant for summer and I'm really comfortable as hell in them. Honestly, I am wearing the Quince 14 karat gold earring loop right now. Oh my God. I know. I think it's so cute. It does not tarnish. It is so comfy and I have sensitive ears so I'm really loving this for my body. So get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to Quince.com slash Kelsey for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Kelsey to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash Kelsey. Together and, right. you know, right. like, I'm, there's just a whole bunch of different that you start to be like, oh, that's, that's why, because yeah. it's such a unique, ex- everyone has a unique totally. experience. Yeah. Um, but anyway, but with Jeff, I was like having a total meltdown. Couldn't, mm. could no longer like deal was basically, I actually, I actually was so stressed out. I was um, in the hospital twice <gasps> for stroke-like symptoms. Oh in my the ER. god! I don't think I knew that. Yeah. What they the thought, fuck, Alix? Yeah, it was bad. It was gnarly. I'm like, ha ha ha, so fun. But like, hey, we all go through the shit. Yeah, no, I. They thought I was having a stroke twice. It turns out they were like, comp, like hemiplegic migraines. I don't know what that means, but stress. I know migraines very well. It means it basically. Th- like I lost all motor function. Oh my I god! I lose my whole right hand when I get my aura migraines. I don't know if you get the. I get the, auras. Me yeah. too. And it's that's crazy. So yeah, you, it's, it's, it's it's sometimes people think it's the symptoms of you're about to have a stroke or a seizure. They thought I was actually having one because I oh couldn't my god. speak. Oh my I god! I couldn't really see. I couldn't move my arms or legs. They had to carry <gasps> me to the hospital. It happened twice. It was so horrible. And oh yeah, it was bad. Was that happening like during the Don't day? Don't do or this night? at home, kids. Yeah. Um, oh, the, fir- the day. Like, because the I, first time? I wonder, like, how do your employees see that happen to you? And how do you come back and be like, I'm just burnt out and almost had a stroke. I'm okay. Don't worry about me. Or is it like, hey, you guys all saw me in a very vulnerable position? <laughs> um, well, not everybody saw it because it was at home. Like, I'd been working from home because mm-hmm. I, I, I was just so stressed out to begin with that I just, like, on the days where I was. On the days where I'm not great, you know, I have the luxury of being like, okay, I'm just right. not going to go in the office. Like, they're just not going to see it, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. you know, because, like, I really only want to show up in a way that's, like, mm-hmm. productive for them and productive yeah. for the company. Sure. Um, but I think basically at that point, yeah, it was it was gnarly. It was bad. And so I, I basically talked to Jeff, who is, like, an expert marketer. And, and that um, was, that's what he did before – yeah, yeah, so he did he did like the branding um and marketing for March for Our Lives, the women's march. Oh my he's god. Just like such a good dude. Oh my yeah, god. Yeah, I love him. I he's knew adorable. you guys were gonna get married like the second I met him. I was like, oh yeah. shit, this is it. Yeah, that's it. That's this it. He's it. the greatest. So um, that's like kind of uh like the universe being like, here's not only like a husband but a marketing director. <laughs> yeah. Basically, yeah. They were like, here's the answer to your But problem. he didn't it's start funny. working for Bev until last year? November. You're kidding. Yeah. I thought yeah. he was way, way more. No, he just, he was, he consulted. So he was working from home a lot. So he would work from the office. Like he would be around, but he yeah. did not. He, he was like separation of church and state, not doing yep, it. No that's way. That's what I was going to ask. How the yeah. fuck did you make this work? How? Well, I don't understand. I, yeah. So, I mean, first I went to the ER twice. So that oh, convinced honey. him. To, I can't believe that I didn't know that to, happened. I know. It was so like, sorry. First time I've ever told anyone. Be, don't tell. Really? Ladies, and did they and say gents. it's stress? Were they just like, stop? 
basically. They didn't want to run, like, more tests or give you medication or anything? Oh, I mean, they did. They ran, like, sleep tests. They did a whole bunch of, like, scans. They did all of the shit. But it was... Buy um, pocketbook, buy savings and medical insurance. Literally. Uh, like, back to that... Back to that... Yeah. Uh, yeah savings uh, question. Bank account question. Yeah. <laughs> I hear you. I fucking hear you. Wow. Well, that is also such a problem with mental health, too. I mean, it's just, like... I could it's talk about disgusting that. how expensive it is to take care of yourself and in this how country. privileged and how racist and how sexist it is. I mean, it's uh, yes, it's I can, nuts. Yeah, it's nuts. But all to say, he <laughs> agreed to help out for a couple months, and he was like, "We'll do eight weeks. That's it." And then it just started really working, and I just did. Felt he quit like, his other job. At first, he was just consulting here, mm-hmm. and then eventually, now he's like, now he like really works here um, full time. And now, and, are um, you his boss? Yeah. What <laughs> the fuck? Like, tell me what's technically. The like, how he did loves that conversation? It. He loves it. He's okay. Yeah. The power dynamic is not like fucked. No, he just thinks that it's badass. Oh my god, that That's takes a awesome. secure man. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, like. That sucks. He, he loves he loves being like yeah you know. Mm, tell me that. what to do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I it's well that goes that kind of goes back to what I was saying before about like hire people you you could actually learn from to create mm. that. So like I'm his boss. I wouldn't say like I would say more. I'm just like the tiebreaker amongst mm. the leadership team. Ooh, you know what I mean? I like like they own their shit, and it's very important to like give him agency of what he does where like right. when people try to go around him to me, I'm like, no, don't. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah like, and how do you set, how do you turn off work at home? Or like, how do you say like, no, put down the phone. We're in bed. Or like, is that a part I'm, your face yeah. is telling me it's not <laughs> perfect. Uh, good question. <laughs> um, I mean, honestly, we're usually so wiped by the time we get mm. home that we're just like, we have a little bit of a routine. It's like episode of Parks and Rec, <laughs> like get in bed, fall yeah. asleep, whatever. Yeah. And um, but you know, but the, what we do is so different, like yeah. within the organization, and because I trust him so much, like mm. we have that implicit thing where he runs his own shop and I run mine. So there's still stuff to talk about, you know, like it's the still like, what did you do today? It's so fascinating to me because like a, someone who has a severe anxiety disorder, I don't think I could ever give up control the way you do. How did you go? Like I can breathe and let my baby and like my name and my brand out oh my God. <laughs> to people. This has been so hard. Like mm. this has been so hard. I have really bad anxiety Mm -hmm. as well, Mm -hmm. really bad. And, um, you know, I think I've had situations where I've like been like, okay, I'm going to let you have the keys to the kingdom and do your job. And that person did not deserve it and should not have had that, you know, ability. And, um, it's bitten me. And then I've had Mm. situations where I've controlled too much Mm. such that I've like stifled someone by accident Mm. and that has been bad. Mm. And so I think it's really just been for me a lesson in like, um, in like pacing out, Mm. like trust and control and at what pace do you give away the keys to the kingdom, so to speak. Um, and you know, and I'm lucky cause I work with people that I just trust. Like yeah. some of them are my family. Some of them I trust like yeah. my family. And your friends um, too, right? Like you hired yeah. a lot of your friends. 
Yeah, not always a great idea at the beginning. <laughs> it either goes it either goes great or terribly. Like I think working mm. with Jeff, who I know has my best interest at heart, the company's best interest at right. heart above all else, and working with like an Alex who similarly or Charlotte, you mm-hmm. know, all, of, all these people with whom I'm very close on a personal level. Yeah. It helps ease the anxiety of giving things away such that when you get new you know people who are subject matter experts like first of all the culture is not one of like the culture is mission before self you know and so that that helps that's like very interesting I I, like I want to talk a little about confrontation and conflict because I would rather lay on a bed of knives and lick Donald Trump's toes than get into a confrontation. Like there is something very deep inside of me that like I clearly have never worked out in therapy where like I can be a cold hard cunt and like walk away from something. But I think when I'm actually invested in it, like I would rather die than have confrontation. And I've seen, I mean like you, like I said, you're very transparent. You put your shit out there like of when you've been like, Hey, founders and CEOs, like, here's an example of confrontation, like how I had to handle this. And like, how the fuck do you handle confrontation and conflict in the in your yeah. life and business and all that? Oh my God. It's so funny that you say that because I was talking to Jeff about this recently where I'm just, I, I call them hardo days, mm-hmm. like days I have to be a hardo essentially mm-hmm. sometimes. And this is this is not, this is not a joke. This is real. <laughs> Sometimes like I'll actually watch the first 20 minutes of the Devil Wears Prada, like <gasps> the night before Ugh. I have to, like, I have to be like, and I just hate it because I am not a boundary drawer. Like uh, I don't yeah. like that. Me I neither. like, mm-hmm. I like not Full having self. them. I, yeah. Yeah. Like I like like letting people into my space, being in other people's space, like right. whatever. But I've found recently, especially I've had to do have a lot of confront, confrontation and like getting people, you know, um, standing up for like protecting the business, protecting mm. employees. Like, you know, I've had to had a I've had to have a shitload of difficult conversations yeah. recently. Ugh. And even just like thinking about that, I'm like, oh god, my anxiety is like, Whoa. it's exhausting. Uh. Like, it's just exhausting. I by the end of the day. I will leave at six and just like lay on my couch and just be like, I'm done. That's it. I how did you learn how to do that? Cause I think that that's something a lot of young women can, uh, uh, really benefit from is like learning how to have those hard conversations. And like, I always try and think of like the four agreements where it's like, don't ever take, I love personally. that. Yeah. Fuck. And that's so like one of my favorites, that's like how I try and it never, sticks like in those moments where it's really hard I, I forget everything goes out the window so like do you have any advice about that kind of stuff yeah I do so I this is where you know people some people are like they have an alter ego when they're like going out or whatever I have an alter ego when Ooh. I have to be a hard ass on Ooh. other people or like have direct conversations what's her where name I'm, <laughs> it's just Alex because ah, I'm a leaks and yeah. so it's like all right whatever and I have these little ticks and it's kind of funny because the people who work here um, who have been here a long time and know me extremely well, know what they are. And now so do all of you. But if I have to have, I do some things that make it feel almost like I'm putting on a suit sure. and then I'm taking it off. And sure. so it's almost like an act, like I'm acting, mm, like I'm a different hat. tapping into a, yeah, I'm tapping into a part of myself and I do it very physically that helps me. So like if I have to, ha- if I have to let go of someone, for example, or have like a super tough conversation with someone, you will almost always catch me in a cashmere sweater that's ah! oversized. 
Because, like, if I have to do something hard, I want everything Comfort. to be soft. Yeah. yeah. And I'm almost always wearing glasses. Because I it, recognize that girl in you, for sure. Because I know you, Alex. You know what I'm, you know what I'm talking <laughs> yeah. about? Because I need to, if I'm doing that, if in a weird psychological mm-hmm. way, this sounds so silly, no, but it, it makes me feel like... Shielded. They're, yeah, There's shielded. like a like, wall. Yeah, exactly. And so it's like, okay. So I will literally be like, all right, today's one of those days. Like, I put on a you know, baggy cashmere sweater and like that probably used to belong to my dad (laughs) and like my glasses. And then I just like summon it from like deep, deep in here, like deep in my gut. And then I'm like, okay, out she comes. I'm going to be super. And I try to do it like all at once. And, and like, for example, I'll say things to myself, like, um, like I'll look in the mirror and I'll be like, so what I want to say is like, I don't understand why you guys are giving me like not a great valuation on my, you know, investment. Uh, for example, I don't know, yeah. like this is kind of, or like, Hey, you did like, eh, did you, do you really think you did a great job on that? And then I'll like look in the mirror and I'll be like, like, okay, let me, let me summon it up. Like, Oh, come on, Jack. Like you fuck, you fucking know that we're worth more than that. Don't be, don't be uh, ridiculous. Do you know what I mean? Uh, like I'll like literally do the, the thing. Switch. Or I'll be like, yeah. yeah. Or I'll be like, or I'll be like, you know, you know, you did a shitty job on this. Like, come on, let be like level with me. That like, psychological stuff is actually very true because it works. I forget what the book it or or maybe it's a YouTube video. But Jared, before he went and bought the RV a couple weeks ago, watched this video about like negotiation. And it's, it was like a same tactic, like a verbal tactic that was like, you know, come on, man. Like, you, yeah, know, you know that this. You're a smart guy. Yeah. Like, how can yeah. we both win here? Like, I think this is going to be good for both. And I was like watching it like, oh, shit, this shit real. Like the, the tactics you have to learn and the psychology yeah. of confrontation. I could use like a course in that if you want. And it's hard as a it. woman, especially because oh. it's like you become confrontational and suddenly you're a bitch versus mm-hmm. because versus like like Jeff and I have been having an issue with our landlord and I'm like, mm. you text her because if I do it, mm-hmm. I'm a bitch. And if yep. you do it, you're just assorting asserting your dominance. authority, yeah. your dominance and like what you rightly. And, you know, like giving yourself believe. that space where you're like, I have so much other shit to deal with, like compartmentalizing things I think is also really important for women is being like, where am I putting my energy? And I think I ruminate to an insane fucking, Oh, is that Harold? Yeah. Sorry. Oh my God. No, I hope everyone's watching this on youtube.com slash Kelsey dare because you'll get to see Harold, the orange foofy baby kitty cat. He wants to say hello. Hi Harold. Bye. Um, my cat's on, here. on with your, on with your journey. A full yeah, potato. He hasn't moved like the entire time, but, um, yeah. Rumination for me is, I mean, it's a huge chapter in my book because I will have a conversation that is tough. And then even now, like six months later, I'm thinking about that person and their feelings and how I Same. said the conversation. And it's, it's like debilitating. Like, I think that's how I realized that I do have a bit of OCD tendencies is because the repetition of emotional, like it, it, it feels very masochistic. And I yeah, think that's I mean, why I, I could never like, be in your position. <laughs> if, if I tap into like a time I had to have a really tough conversation with someone, it, you know, when you go and you get an MRI and they like shoot you with the stuff yeah, that gives ink. you like a metallic taste and it's like, you don't feel anything. And then suddenly you feel like a like, yeah. and then it, and then it stops. And then it gone. Yeah. Like 
when I have to confront people, I get Ooh. like swooshes of that Sour, like throughout yeah. the day. Like every time I think about it or if I think back on a time <sighs> I had to have a tough conversation, it just like shoots through my exactly veins and like a pulse. What you're saying. And I don't you know like what I mean? myself. I was talking with this about Jared last night, like about fighting with him. I was like, I hate it when we fight because my body elevates itself physically into like a, dip, a different atmosphere and it's someone I don't recognize and it's someone I hate. And so like, how can I revert, how can I become friends with that process of like, I don't even know if it's just something as simple as like being more aware of my body or like grounding myself in those moments. But like, I have a lot of work to do when it comes to like the hard stuff. But Jeff is, Jeff is big into belly breathing that like, like he like, he stays very grounded no matter the. And I, I know he's like I'm like the waves and he's yeah. like the bottom of the oh ocean. Oh my god, I call Jared my grotto. He's like my no strong and he calls me his f- firework. Like I'm his firecracker. Like I'm always like and he's my safe like smooth secure. Yeah. They're super similar. Yeah. Like, What's his sign? Libra. So is Jared. There you go. <laughs> That's what it is. That's what it so is. So his birthday's coming up too, but um winding down a little bit into our conversation, which has been so fun and fascinating. I do want to talk about just like the future now for you. Like you're married. So it's like, okay, big breath out. Like you've got multi, multi million dollar company evaluation and success. And you're sending out (laughs) Harold. I really, please don't ever move him. He belongs in this shot. I love him. Um, Like you're, you, to me, the outsider, you're in a great place, but I know that that's all a lie. Like, I know that it's always evolving and, like, nothing's ever, like, good because you can't enjoy success because you're a woman like me who, like, the second you enjoy success, you're like, oh, no, I'm not doing... I'm evil. Yeah. I'm not doing enough. I'm not yeah. doing as much as I could. I should constantly be stressed, and that's how I thrive and succeed. So, like, what is the future for you? Like, most people would be like, oh, she's done. Like, she did it. So what... Oh, LOL. Like, what What else do yeah, you want? Yeah, well, I mean... <laughs> I mean, barely. I mean... We've just scratched the surface with the the business. And I think, Mm -hmm. you know, um, until it's really, you know, nationwide and we can launch different types of products and different lines that aren't just Mm. necessarily booze and stuff like that, like from a business perspective, um, I think that is, you know, uh, you know, that's the natural progression, so to speak. But um, I just think it's funny because like every time you get to a point, like you're saying, it's like you turn a bend mm-hmm. and then you realize that there's a whole, whole new other hill. world. Yeah. And it's like every, yeah. this cat. I Harold, I love him. Um, he wants to be part of this. Yeah. He wants to be part of I'm it. A it's fan. like every single time. Right. And so I think for, it's just a, it's constantly growing. It's constantly evolving. And, you know, and obviously I've just been like low key bugging Jeff about like when we get to do <gasps> family starting, but ah. it's probably not going to be. It's probably not going to be Everyone's making soon. COVID babies, which, like, kind of makes me wonder, too. Tell me about, like, COVID with your life and business. Ugh, it's weird. I mean, people are definitely drinking, which is both, like, Great. happy and sad. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and that's been that's been kind of tough. But, um, you know, but it's it's just it's just a different way of selling. I, he, he needs to leave. You need Aww, to leave. Bye, Harold. You big guy. goofy cat. Yeah. He's going to literally just ru- run around the desk and jump up again. I'm gonna put I love out. it. But, um... But yeah, so, you know, I think what's next is just like one foot in front of the other, one day Mm. at a time. And um, until we really, I don't know, I feel like, I feel like I really should be getting to like an emo, like there Mm. should be an emotional place where I'm like, okay, now I did it, but I just know it's not really gonna. Well, like, how did you come out of that like hospitalization 
era of your life? Like, how did you like, like the recent one or the yeah, old one? No, but I mean, both <laughs> listen, like obviously the most recent one, it happened again. So like, how did you come out of that? Like, I joke about like, oh my God, all CEOs yeah. and founders are the same. Like they all do retreats and meditate and they're vegans. But it's like, yeah, I think it's because you oh, run well, your body. I'm like a big steak eater. <laughs> Me too. But, but like, I think it's because we all run our bodies into the fucking dirt. And like, you just naturally become one of those people who does. It's so funny you say that because I've been thinking, I've like, I, it's like, it's easy to have, um, comedy around like, Oh, off they go to like some fucking retreat, like yeah. meditating somewhere, mm-hmm. like who, you know, whatever. I don't know. They're those but people. Yeah. yeah. Like, Oh yeah. So bougie, like what, you know, white what, people, what, white people problems or <laughs> yeah. whatever it is. Champagne um, problems. Yeah. Champagne problems. You know? And I do think that there is, um, the more extreme you let your life be mm. and your work be, the more extreme the measures need to be for you to recenter, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and I think like the more, you know, there are some people that I know who, um, you know, who live very, very stressful lives, but like the scale of, of what they're dealing with, or they're just better at, they're just not as extreme as, as individuals. And so they might have like, a way that they chip away every day. Mm-hmm. And I'm kind of like a, like I go in and go and I go and I go and then I hit a wall and then I like fall down yeah. and have to like drag myself back yeah. up and then I go all the way again. And I think that's kind of, um, you know, I think, I, I don't know if that, that makes any sense. No, but it absolutely does. Like how, so like what did you do specifically this last time? This time? I mean, of- I had to just take some time mm. at first of all, like I, and it wasn't like cute or pretty, mm-hmm. you know, it was like a lot of crying, <laughs> a lot of sleeping. Yeah. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And, and my, um, COVID for me personally, like, I know it's been really tough on, on the whole world. Um, but for, for me, if, if it, ha- I don't know where I would be if it hadn't happened because wow. it forced me to slow down. Yeah, absolutely. Cause I was like really in a tough, like I was about to go out and have to raise again and be constantly on a plane mm. and, you know, just running myself ragged. And when it hit, I was like, oh, my God, thank God. Like, I yeah. can cut the shit that's been yeah. killing me. And so it actually gave me the opportunity yeah. to reassess, like, how I was spending my time, who I was spending it with, like, yeah. whether I really needed to be on literally, like, three cross-country flights in a, in a week. It's going to change the way we do business. Yeah, it's just been, you know, it's been um, really liberating in that mm-hmm. way for mm-hmm. me personally. Um, I've been saying the I same will thing. Say, I'm like, it's really? allowed me to thrive. <laughs> yeah, me too. Me yeah. too. And, and and explore things with the time that I otherwise wouldn't have had mm-hmm. the time or energy for. Mm-hmm. And um, I will say that, like, for, for those listening who are going through, like, a tough spot or um, really severe anxiety or depression, especially for the first time, I do think that after it, um, it never, it doesn't get easier, but you get more equipped to handle it. Totally. You know? And I think that like the first time that I was really depressed was in college Mm -hmm. and I really did not think that there was another side, you know? Absolutely. And I think, and then like the second time I was like, all right, like I know that I know I can't see it, but I know it's there. Yeah. You know, and, mm-hmm. and then, you know, and then like the most recent time it was like, all right, well, okay, here we go again. And it's like, I'm so how long is this shit going to take this time? Exactly. It's kind of <laughs> like, I, what's that quote is like, life doesn't get easier. You get stronger where it's yeah. like, 
now, and it has taken a very long time, and I can't say that I'm a pro at it, but when those spirals happen, which is often, uh, it takes a lot of taking myself out of it to go like you've been through this before or like something like this that you thought was it that you were ready to like kill yourself over you got literally yeah and it's like I mean when people ask me about Bev and like oh you must be what's the what's the thing you're most proud of blah 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 like the company is is great it's all well and good but the thing that I personally mm, am the most proud of mm, is what I overcame to be uh, able to do it it was the time right before you know, that's I think that's such a beautiful thing to kind of wrap up on, because I think that that's like important for people to hear, especially right now is like what people are going through and struggling through right now is going to be the fucking energy and the beef for I don't know what other word to use of like, yeah, what is going to feed you later? I don't know why I said beef, maybe because it was we were talking about steak. I mean, steak whatever. Yeah, but like, really, this is the kind of shit that makes you. And I think that that's why like people who have really struggled are some of my favorite people like the people that have overcome and and have seen the other side are my favorite types of people to work with and and be around because it's just like oh you've seen you've seen the bottom too I saw you down yeah. there at the bottom yeah it was dark yeah, down there nice wasn't scene it? up here yeah yeah and now it's like oh light you look good in light you know um but at least this has been such an amazing conversation I've been wanting to do this forever with you I hate the word like pick your brain but like I've been wanting to ask you the hard questions for so long because I just I admire you so much and I think what you do is so fantastic oh my and God, so likewise. important so important what you're doing and I want all the confidants to know about not only Bev because it's a fantastic drink and all the shit you can get in a can these days is mind-blowing but also like your mission of uh what you do for other women and your podcast which I'm gonna go now do an episode of made by chicks and like how people can get involved and like just promote do what you gotta yeah, do yeah right? 100% say say. oh my god thank you thank you <laughs> yeah so um you know our podcast is called made by chicks there, we have an instagram at made by chicks and um the you know the my company is bev it's at drink bev and if you want to um order some and try it you can order online at drink drinkbev.com and use the code made by chicks for 20 percent off yeah there and you shipping is all you say shipping is on you right yeah yeah that's fantastic always. I love so, that. It's all, all right. it's all wrapped up into a nice little nice little bow for you. The the bow of Bev. Thanks so much, Leaks. Comfy Dance. Don't forget to rate this five stars on iTunes. And if it's not five stars, please don't do it because I'm very sensitive. You can check this out on YouTube.com slash Kelsey Dara. My cat's feeder is going off in the background. It is lunchtime. Uh, you can follow us at Confidently Pod on all the things. And don't forget to write us an email at confidentlyinsecurepodcast at gmail.com. Alix, thank you. I love you. I'll see you in thank like a second you. on your podcast. Bye. Bye. <laughs>